Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. this is nice yeah i think um when i was logging on it indicated that it had been since july 6th since all four of us congregated which (laughs) tracking the passage of time through which of the myriad combinations on our skype call history (laughs) has been used most recently (laughs) i mean does that does that sound right i mean kevin you were gone for uh three fortnights so it sounds right to me four weeks yeah okay two fortnights um so yeah that 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 sounds right um i i should look up where that word came from i have a sense of where it did i'm i'm sure it is how long you spent at a fort but i i i I really don't know but uh, kevin along the way I'm, i'm sure you saw a lot of places but it sounded like there was something else you did that while traveling that you maybe frequently do yeah when we um you know we have a bit of a uh, tradition slash collection of when we go places neither of us are big souvenir people in general um but we like to get a christmas ornament from places that we go on trips uh because for many reasons one is that it's it's just a really fun to put them on the tree around Christmas time and remember, have you know, just a quick like, memory of the trip. Uh, it doesn't really f- crowd the house with junk that we never use because they all kind of just go in the Christmas ornament box um, instead of just sitting all over the closet. And it also just makes it a bit easier in that I don't have to fret about, oh, what am I going to get when I go to this place? Um, it's just we find, the, we find a Christmas ornament that we like. And it's, you know, it's, it's often nice. Sometimes it can be like, it can be a bit annoying to get one where like, I, we're not really, there's not really a gift shop on our path and the gift shop might just kind of have, you know, crappy ornaments that are really kitschy. Um, but you know, it's, it's really fun to have at Christmas and it's kind of the, the one thing that I would say that we have any sort of collection of. Hmm. Yeah. I, so Max, since you, I think also you travel a lot. I don't know if you have any rituals like this, but I do think it is interesting that Kevin mentioned this feeling of one must get something from a place. And maybe that's what you meant, Kevin. Maybe it's not. But I think that that is a feeling that that folks have. The word souvenir is is perfect. And and while Max is answering the question, Sean, our resident uh French knower is going to look up what you know, break down the verb and what I, it means I, because yeah, it's I don't, a perfect. It's, it's I don't have to look it up um, because uh, through my many years of studying French in school, je souviens that souvenir means to remember. 
Yeah, I, I didn't know if it, it meant more, but I know. No, yeah, it literally it, means to remember. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's correct. It is to remember. So I'm wondering, Max, is someone who goes, I think also you're going on trips to a lot of times small places in terms of like, you know, you pass through and it's it's not a big city. It might be a little town. It might be a campsite or something like that. Is that is that urge with you or, or some of the people you go on these journeys with, is there a feeling of, I must capture something from here? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's natural with tourism. Um, I mean, photographs are like the obvious choice. Mm -hmm. Um, but now in the days of digital photographs, it's like, great. I took 1200 photographs on my That's like exactly trip. the number of photos we um, took on our trip. Yeah. You know, so we try our best. I, uh, we have some photos from trips that we've gotten printed and, framed and put up on our walls but you can you know like you only have so much wall space um bridget and i actually also buy christmas ornaments for basically the same reason uh ornaments are good because they don't really it's like i like to get t-shirts too but mm -hmm. t-shirts don't last very long <laughs> like they don't last nearly as long as a christmas ornament so i um i think that's a fun way and like kevin said it's cool to kind of put them up but i, I do feel an urge to to buy things or it's not always a buying something but like you said, you want to have something to to remember the place. My mom sometimes takes rocks from places, but you're not always supposed to do that, and uh, <laughs> they can get heavy and sink and such. Yeah. So I also I have started doing the Christmas ornament thing too. I, not like <laughs> it's, it's not uh, it, it's less of a thing for me. I think because I am still in like go home for the holidays mode i have never bought and put up a christmas tree anywhere because i'd go home and spend christmas yeah. with my parents um but like I, there's another thing about you know something like t-shirts and and you don't necessarily have to feel this way if you collect t-shirts like i'm sure you know uh, Murakami wouldn't feel this way with his collection of like tens of thousands of t-shirts. Otherwise he would, you know, spontaneously combust, but like, mm -hmm. you know, there can be a, a sort of pressure that you put on yourself to like, to wear the t-shirts and make yeah. use of them. Something like Christmas ornaments, they have a, a restricted and well-defined time. We bring out the nostalgia now. And, mm -hmm. It's perfect for the holidays because it's a time anyway to slow down and be with the people that you care about and think back on the past year. And inevitably that gives itself over to thinking about the years before that, thinking about, you know, you have this sort of memento, you know, of of all of the places that you've been together. And, and like you see, I assume we all got this to some extent from our, our parents, like, you know, you see the chronicling of how your family started uh, and, and know about all the places that your parents went before they were, you know, before they were married or before they had kids. Uh, and you start to see the, the kind of, you know, um, the sappy ornaments of like, my first Christmas, you start to see the things that kids make at school in arts and crafts and, and that sort of stuff. And so like that is in some ways, I, I think it's almost like the perfect collection because you get a concentrated blast of it. But then you also 
you don't have to spend the rest of the year immersed in that nostalgia. You can be out going places and and adding to it for next time. Yeah, and and I think oh, go ahead, Kevin, go ahead. I just said that uh, my my parents they had or my dad had a a shot glass collection, but my, mm. my neither of my parents like ever drank ever so like, that was also effectively something that he didn't really have to feel compelled to use because he just didn't really use it in general i'm glad you're around ornament actually, collection <laughs> i i uh i have a shot glass collection and i but i started it as a kid my mini cup collection is what i you know when i first started getting them when i was too young and you don't drink it all either so. no it was <laughs> huh I said you don't drink at all either, so yeah, that's right. I don't really use it. So I used to have them on display, but to your well, so I don't anymore. Um, it's two things with that. Well, one is specific to the shot glasses, which is like now you know how often do you actually use a shot glass? Is not terribly often. It is kind of fun to go through and pick which one I'm gonna use, but there's only like there's really just a few that are like the easily replaceable actually clean ones that don't have like dust in them that actually get used and so the collection doesn't get used um but it is a fun thing and it's another you know there's certain things that are just sold at like every gift shop and for whatever reason that's become one of them probably just because it's a common collection um but separate from the shot glass collection interesting to also watch how a collection kind of stops um so i mentioned you know i have i think 56 60 ish shot glasses that i collected pre like intensively like any trip i'd always get one up until i don't know maybe five or six years ago but now i get to the point where i no longer get new ones and i sometimes consider it if i see one i like but i'm like no i don't really want to add to the collection i'm not ready to get rid of the collection <laughs> but i'm not adding to it so i almost feel guilty when i see a cool one and then decide you know i'm not gonna not gonna buy that um so I wonder, you know, if you talk about the, the, the Christmas tree ornaments are so, you know, it's like what Sean, you said, it's like the natural perfect collection because it has a perfect use and they don't take up a lot of space and you're, you're always going to use it, basically. I, I, the, the, uh, the McGoey family would beg to differ vis-a-vis -vis the amount of space that a Christmas ornament collection can take up. Um, there, are th uh, there are three fairly hefty <laughs> Uh, sort of plastic tote bins that come out of the attic every year. Okay. Now they don't all go up. <laughs> that that collection is way more than can fit on a reasonably sized Christmas tree at one mm -hmm. time. Um, so that, in a way, is actually kind of cool too, because you get to kind of you know you sort of get to a different mix each time. But also like, you know, some of that is that um, delicate ornaments you know, tend to take up more space because there's more packaging to keep them safe and that sort of stuff. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I was, so, I mean, I think with, be it the shot glasses or the Christmas ornaments, um, t-shirts not so much, but it, well, no, actually t-shirts as well. Even if you are just, you decide that every city you go to, you're going to get a Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt and you know you're so proud of your barcelona one or whatever these are really curated and i think about it in terms of max what you shared and i i'll occasionally buy christmas ornaments but not always and i'm not there's not a thing that i'm thinking about to collect but 
you know, you did mention pictures and I really do not take as many pictures as a lot of other people do. So I do put some amount of importance to like the ones I take in places. But the thing that's nice about a Christmas ornament or something that you can hang in your closet or put on your on a shelf is that there's the curation aspect and it's easy to go and point to this is where I collect my memories. Um, This is where I remember. Um, And in the digital age, it's not just that there's so much. It's just that unless you're really diligent about it and you put the care and thought into it, like scrolling back through your phone, you know, it's not, it's not organized really well. And I think that's something that's really special about this is the collections we're talking about are not just like, uh, like a messy coaster collection where there's not like a point to it or, or even something like I would say like a stamp or a baseball card collection where there is, there there there's like a bigger passion to it this is this is something different because it's really about remembering a time or a place i mean your uh you know ken griffey jr rookie card maybe that has a lot of meaning to you but chances are if you're on the lookout for something like that you're not getting it just to remember so this is a very certain kind of collection and uh both of those can be curated but this one i think is special and i think while i maybe put a little bit more weight into my photos in terms of making them into something like this, the way you have your shot glasses or your Christmas ornaments. I certainly don't have that. Yeah. With the, with the cards, um, I I think another interesting thing is that I, I, you know, listen to Pokemon cards as a lot of, a lot of kids were (laughs) like Max said, there comes kind of comes a point where the collecting, stops and you kind of have to decide well, what am i going to do with this uh and with the pokemon cards i think i got rid of you know a good number of them but there were some i kept around and they had kind of just been sitting in an attic for a while and um shockingly my pokemon is still stronger than ever and some of my nephews are really into it and i was kind of like hey i guess i have these pokemon cards like up in up in the attic if you want me to go get them and they're kind of like well no because i like i want to build the collection myself i don't want to just be handed your pokemon cards and like throw them in mine you know if they were trying to collect them all then and i had the missing one i'm sure they would be happy about it but you know it's the fun is in building the collection yourself even if you don't really have an ultimate aim for it yeah that that's inheriting someone's if you just inherited someone's Christmas ornaments, like, and it wasn't like your, if it, if it was like an aunt or an uncle that you didn't spend very much time with, I bet you wouldn't, you would be like, I mean, they're Christmas ornaments. But if you inherited your parents' Christmas ornaments, I bet that that would mean a lot because it's like, it's part of your story. And what it sounds like you're describing with your uh, nephews is, they want to write their own story. And so I think that that's, that's in following with this and clearly it matters. And maybe it won't in five years, but I feel like that drive for collecting something that is, serves a purpose more than just a thing that you do, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but I, I've, 
I think with the, I mean, maybe a Christmas ornament isn't a silly thing, but I, I think a through line with these is they end up being kind of, kind of silly. Like, you know, in terms of a shot glass being like, I went to, I went to Boca Raton or, uh, you know, a heart, a heart. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, you go to a place and you bring back a shot glass. Like it's, it's, it's like silly to be like, I want to capture that I went to a place and it almost like, is there a tasteful way to do that? I mean, I mentioned Christmas ornaments, but like mm. it could be a Christmas ornament. That's just a big flamingo. Like that's, that's a silly thing. I mean, in many ways, a thing that you hang on a tree only matters because you said it mattered. And, and so, you know, to be like, well, a Christmas tree ornament is like, much nicer than the Harley Davidson Denver t- t-shirt. Like these end up being really silly often. I can't, I'm trying to think of a time when they're kind of not like what you're going to draw. You, I guess you could dry a flower from everywhere you go, but then that becomes overly precious. I, I think there's a, you know, we're talking about tchotchkes here. That's, that's like the, the stuff. Yeah. I think souvenirs in general are, are kind of, tacky or not fancy yeah kind of by design um (laughs) yeah well that's so again we we try to get if we can find one without looking to her that's just like really nice like a handmade thing or something that just feels you know really local to the place we gravitate toward it but we also try to make it so that the like the niceness of the ornament is like representative of how like awesome the place was so oh, we were, we were, like, not on purpose, but just like, kind of, it kind of happened. So like in in Banff, which was the main event of the trip, and the place that you know we had an incredible time there, and we were really, we really wanted the like the ornament to to kind of say that. But like, Banff has an entire Christmas shop, and they have hmm. a gift shop. But like, they have there was like no Christmas ornament that wasn't just like a big piece of shit that cost <laughs> more than ten Canadian dollars. Like we looked in the whole town, which isn't a big town, but. And so, yeah, that didn't happen, and and we actually ended up buying like some on Etsy. When we got home instead of like buying one there. Well, and and I'm glad you got to that because it, it makes me think that maybe I'm conscious of this, maybe I'm not. But the reason I don't get stuff like that is being a very touristy tourist in which a lot of times getting souvenirs feels like it is a very touristy tourist thing to do. It does feel tacky. And so I'm like, I, you know, I don't, the places you'd even go to, to pick that up. I'm thinking of just all the Myrtle beach looking places wherever you go. And I, I find myself kind of concerned about that, but then that's not the point. The point is like you are doing this action because it helps you remember in a way that you can point to and it can be a touchstone for whatever. It's not the act of remembering is not tacky. And like uh, yeah. once it's home, it doesn't once it's home, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, because it's yours. It doesn't it doesn't know whether you felt the back of your neck get a little hot because you felt like a tourist. You were a tourist, and that's yeah. okay. Um, also, you can get highbrow with your souvenirs if you want to. Like, if you go to places that have art museums, you get like you get coffee table books from the art museums. Like, we have a ton of the, there are a ton of those lying around my parents' house too. Yeah. Um, 
so like that is that is that is quickly like anything from museum gift shop often becomes an expensive endeavor but you're you're right that's true too but also like you know and those are the kinds of things where you know it makes some sense to maybe buy them after the fact because you probably haven't factored for like packing space and weight like you probably haven't figured that into your your calculus as you travel uh but i this that's this process is one of those things where like we need to get out of our own way and Mm -hmm. remember that anyone like any local in that place that's gonna silently judge you for you know buying a touristy tchotchke to remember your trip is a an asshole and b a person who has no impact on your life in any way because you're never going to meet him you're never going to see him again who gives a shit and if it's a place that's primarily a tourist destination it's like why are you here if you hate tourists my man thank you no i i mean and that's i think that the idea of the tourism industry and maybe part of it's like in in america and i have the sense of our tourism industry is not the same as it is in in other places like we don't have an amalfi coast best i can tell um you know i I just i don't unless it's well i mean really go to seattle and go to the space needle that's just like the prime sure like each city has its own thing you know yeah a, a thing versus like the whole like if you go to venice like there's there's not a lot of industry in venice anymore and my my apologies to the venetian startups that are are ready to like throw stuff at us like like un you know fresh pasta but i i i think that that's any places that are just touristy yeah in the u.s but, oh like keystone south dakota niagara falls new york there's plenty of cities in america that are nothing but tourism myrtle sure. beach. And, and i haven't i yeah myrtle, myrtle beach i don't myrtle beach is a weird example because it, it's it like is a weird example because but... i mean tourism oh. is like you're going to look at the place at myrtle beach it's like you're you're there to be at the place but this is that that, there's hang on here's one for you las vegas nevada oh that's a big one yeah our amalfi coast is the fucking strip yeah that's 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 hard because this this goes into like what is tourism like it might get too far but i i think um that's like saying you can do what cocaine in any alley in a city <laughs> so you, my, you still want to go to you still want to go to amsterdam my exactly. my, my uh, the greater point is i don't i don't think about in america like how important the tourism industry as it is in i mean an example might be hawaii who you know right now do not go there as ben said mm, don't, don't mm-hmm. go right now but there's a lot of tourism and it's caused a lot of problems but like tourism is important to places like that just as in europe and and so maybe i'm just not thinking about the works but i did grow up in the washington dc area and like all the tourism is in like this little quadrant so you 
you as as an individual who lives there unless you work on the mall you don't even see them ever so like why complain about the the i love dc or whatever shirts and stuff like it it doesn't it doesn't matter to to get that and and we've <laughs> we've gone a little bit away and figured out what what tourism is but i think the point is is yeah, you're not doing anything wrong by engaging in that. There's clearly a market for it. And, you know, the people in Banff or or Venice or Niagara Falls are there because, like, it's an industry which, which you know, goes back and forth between producer and consumer, and, and it's important. And so, like, if this thing is available, you know, whether it's highbrow or not, I think it's, I think it's okay. Um and yeah, I mean, so there's there's party and it's like, oh, maybe I should be grabbing a thing so that I can do it. Now, I think that the thing that's cool about what you all have described is like consistency. Like, you know, maybe maybe one place I, I don't know, you get some craft that somebody's made and the next one you get like uh, a paring knife from like a knife maker in that place. I really appreciate that you all have a consistent thing that you get because I think that 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 does make it a collection and a purposeful one. And maybe you buy weird hats, which sometimes I do. Usually they're not as weird as the one Max is wearing, but um, they're just normal hats. But um, one thing that I think of is like getting the the stickers from breweries, and I have a lot of those, but I've done a bad job of putting them on things. One because it. Well, it's mainly because there's a finite space. It's like I have the thing that I put it on, but then there's only so much space. And it ends up being like a Christmas tree. It's like, well, I could acquire more space, but then my curated collection, um, you know, am I watering it down, so to speak, by having another surface? Yeah, I think I think the collection is the difference. Like there's things, there's souvenirs that you buy because you see it and you just want that thing like the hat that I put on that reminds me of Wall, South Dakota, where I bought it. But I don't have a collection of hats. I just liked this mm-hmm. hat. But with the collection, it's almost like an obligation to get one if you can. But I found it really interesting. Kevin mentioned that he, I think you said in Banff, you, you bought one after the fact, presumably like through the internet, yeah. which is something that I always feel like, like if I don't get the thing at the place... I tell myself like, oh, I can get it later, but I but I don't because it doesn't have the same like memory to me. And what I think about is I've been going to a, a lot more concerts this year than in the past. And it's not the same as tourism, but it is the same in terms of having a souvenir to remember an event or an experience. And they always have the band stuff, the you know, the merch there. They've got shirts and, and albums, and it's always way more expensive than you would get anywhere else. Like even I'm sure you could probably order direct from the band's website and get the same shirt. And I tell myself that, and I end up usually not buying something because of that. But I wonder, like, did that did that cross your mind when you were thinking, oh, like, is this not the same because we didn't get it actually there? Or is it when you put it up, it doesn't matter because it still reminds you of your time there, I guess. I, yeah, I think it's a kind of a, a last resort. It's like, wow, we really just, like, don't like any of these. Or a lot of them this is were, literally all crap. Or, like, a lot of them the license were, plate with all the different yeah. names. <laughs> just all hang the, one of those um, up like a lot of them were winter themed and we didn't go there in the winter. We're not skiers. So that was another block. So I think if, if it were a place that we were there for a week, so if it were a place that was more of a quick stop, we'd probably want something that like more grabs us of like, Oh, we bought it at like, we, we went to Oxford for a day once and we got this, like, it was just kind of a reindeer outline with 
with like music notes on it. It had nothing to do with Oxford. It had nothing to do with like the cathedral that we got it at. But like I, I think of it. And, yeah. And with with Banff, I don't want to think about the trashy gift shops in, in the town of Banff. I want to think about the the beautiful hiking in mountains. So, you know, I, I think it's yeah, it's preferred to get it at the place. But um, and most of the time, I, I wouldn't get in the habit of it for sure. Fair enough. And if in, when in doubt, I think a last resort that I'm now considering is I wonder, you could probably use photos and I'm sure there's services on the internet that would make like a, some kind of ornament out of a photo, right? Like if you had a panoramic photo, oh, there's probably a service that so. prints it onto yeah. a, a globe ornament or, or some kind of picture box. So, well, yeah, and yeah. You, you know, yeah. you do stuff like Shutterfly and you can make, you know, you can make sort of photo album books or phone cases or stuff like that. Um, yeah, I've there's a there's a branch of the family that uh, is big on sh like Shutterfly books for every family trip. That's a lot, but you can do it. Yeah, and that takes way more time than one thing that occurred to me as you're just talking about this is like fridge magnets. Like I could just get a fridge magnet every go, and it could be the dumbest fridge magnet, but then you put it up and it's like always a reminder. Yeah. Um, as long as you don't live in a house with someone who uh, is really big about the fridge not having anything on it. Um, I am not, but I have way too many like wedding and birth announcements and stuff on there, so there's no room. Um, all right. Is that maybe a place for us to uh, call time and move on to Pierce Asari, or do we, does anybody want to get final thoughts out there? Oh, what, what do you think came first? The gift shops all selling certain things like ornaments and shot glasses or the demand for those things from collectors? Can't, like, can't, how you, can't you ask your dad? I feel like he might you might have a window into this given, given what he does I next. I don't think so. I can try. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us the chicken and the egg of the gift shop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that's a good question. Like, the, why do, why can you get a shot glass that says every town in the world on on its like on it? <laughs> yeah, like on the one hand, you would think that surely the demand had to come first, but on the other hand, like, like the iPad exists, the original iPad existed, like that was that was Steve Jobs inventing demand for a whole. And a lot of people, I think if you just want to get a gift like from a gift shop, sometimes you don't sometimes you don't care. Right. It's like, oh, I just want to buy something to remind myself of this awesome trip I had here. That's usually yeah. how the collections start as well. Now I have four of these. I should just start buying them everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Someone went to like general globes, stores in snow like globes. the snow. Well, I have heard the story of snow globes and they used to be really, really nice. And then they got crappy. They but so crap. I under I would imagine that someone went to general stores and like one or two of them had it and then they just made shot glasses and they're like, hey you in Duluth, I'll come and I'll deliver you a hundred shot glasses. These are the new thing and they were like, oh of course. And it was probably like the as Sean said the creation of demand. Mm -hmm. yep. But yeah, that's just my hypothesis. All right, it's time for an apology. What do you have for us? Uh, we have sports. Um, we didn't discuss sports today, so we should discuss sports now. Um, so I, as a youth, 
um, having a sibling and having two cousins that were over at my house all the time, played a lot of sports, played all types of sports all the time in my house, having a yard, very good stuff, everything else, played some somewhat competitively in rec leagues and this or that and the other. One sport I have never played uh, is tennis at all. Never, never served, never served a tennis ball, anything like that. I've in the last year or so, I've I've hit some with someone, you know, back and forth. But that's it. Again, never served a uh, a, a tennis ball. So I'm here today to um, apologize to my teammates, my teammates of one evening, that evening being yesterday, because. A tennis team in my area for a local rec league um, was low on players and needed a male to be on their 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 male doubles team, and it got so far down the list that I was asked to play tennis last night in their. I thought it was the finals match. Fortunately or unfortunately, it was the semifinals match. So. They had to rely on me to play in a tennis match. Um, and I will say that I got some serves to to be inbounds. Um, and I hit some returns that that uh, I don't know if I had a winner or not, but I certainly we won some some points. Uh, but we, of course, did not win the tennis match. So I am very sorry. Um, as I said afterwards, it was enjoyable to play tennis, but the circumstances were awful. So um, don't ask me to be on your tennis team, and I apologize to those who did. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think it is perhaps appropriate uh, in a week where we are discussing nostalgia and looking back to the past uh, that the big idea from uh, big idea from pop culture this week is uh, that Emily and I, over the weekend, watched two perfect movies on consecutive nights. Uh, And I don't think it was a coincidence at all that they were two of the uh, 90s thriller output of Harrison Ford. The Fugitive and Air Force One are incredible. I need to watch The Fugitive. I don't know that I want to watch it. I had not seen either one. I know you think you don't want to watch Air Force One. However, what if I told you that the movie was Die Hard on a Plane, only instead of Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman, which is a great pairing, no doubt, it's Harrison Ford and an increasingly unhinged throughout the movie, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman unhinged? What? I know. (laughs) Is he talking about Redacted? Uh. Sounds like a good airplane movie. I wish I would have uh, thought about it. I don't agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't agree with that. Uh, But... Yeah, uh, those those movies are amazing. Fugitive, I had never seen either of them. Uh, Fugitive What's is the great other too. Fugitive movie that has Tommy Lee Jones in it. It's not the Fugitive. It's the other one. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, 
it, is it's it more important. more recent than the 90s i don't think so i don't know i think it just has a different person on the loose okay uh but yeah he tommy lee jones is fantastic in the fugitive um okay oh uh, wait no that is that is the movie you, that's what you're thinking <laughs> Like, I, I I thought there was one where Harrison Ford is not the protagonist. There is a black man who is the protagonist, but it is a similar concept. I have seen that one. Hmm. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, let's hammer out a quick trivia question and send the good people off into the night. Yeah, I'll prepare you for trivia yourself, Sean, I believe. Um, this one's not, not coming at you from current events, which is, I usually try to keep it current, but this is just kind of a random trivia question that I thought of like, huh, I wonder, and led to a question. So pretty straightforward. We're talking about, uh, movies and actors slash, yeah, movies and actors today. So, uh, obviously the, 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 uh, Academy Awards, the Oscars have been going for what, 85-ish years? Um and as has the category of best actor so the question today is who has the most wins for best actor with three there is one actor that's won three best actors who is it oh that's a good is question a i'll give you options unless you don't want them but i feel like it'd be hard I, it, I i have i have a i'm just gonna say i have a thought in my head i'm gonna write it down and I will see if it ends up I, being correct. Just, just I, for I don't have mind. to give options. If, if no, 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 no. Give options. Have options. I'll take, options. I'll take the options. options. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one one actor has won uh, best actor uh, three times. Uh, is it A. Tom Hanks, B. Robert De Niro, C. Marlon Brando, D. Daniel Day Lewis. Or E. Jack Nicholson. One of those actors has won Best Actor three times. Mm. You said Hanks, De Niro. Hanks, De Niro, Brando, Day-Lewis, or Nicholson. Okay. Okay. I'm sticking with the answer I wrote down. All right. It was one of the ones. Okay, so already you're off available. to a pretty good start. Oh, I yeah. My my thought, my guess was in the answers, but now the answers are making me think. Your guess was in the answers, and you're second guessing. Yeah. Well, you're like oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not second guessing because I'll because I'll. Um, uh, all right. Well, so my my thought before you gave the choice. Are we ready? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. My thought before you gave the choices was Marlon Brando. However, I am going to switch to Tom Hanks. Okay, and I wrote down Daniel Day-Lewis before we started. I'm going to stick with that because I feel committed. Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis is mine too. All right, Pierce and Sean, you are correct. Daniel Day-Lewis has won Best Actor three times, first in 1989 for My Left Foot. My Left Foot. Then in 2007 for There Will Be Blood, and in 2012 for Lincoln. Yep. Um... Tom Hanks won twice, 93 for Philadelphia and 94 for Forrest Gump. I was wondering if he won for Castaway. So. You're, yeah, you're, that was your problem. The, the place where you went wrong, Kevin, is that you forgot that Tom Hanks and 
Daniel Day-Lewis are doing two very different things when they act in movies. Um, Tom Hanks is trying to, the difference between the two of them is that Tom Hanks is trying to make movies that people will enjoy watching. And Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> is trying to win the Best Actor Oscar. Yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson has won twice in 75 for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and in 97 for As Good As It Gets and a Best Supporting Actor for Terms of Endearment in 1983. And a special call out for uh, Catherine Hepburn for winning Best Actress four times. Well, she was um, actually good at her job, whereas the rest of those were just, you know, brooding and, uh, men. Oh, and Frances McDormand has won Best Actress three times. Wow. <laughs> For all of her fantastic movies, Fargo, Three Billboards, and Nomadland. So there's a little, little piece of some good trivia prep for you, Sean. I'm just trying to get we you count, ready for trivia. We count a little differently, but that's you know, variety is the spice of life. Um, count. Yeah. Uh, all right. That is the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com, or you can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Uh, until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Gus. Thanks for listening.